but to um, Psalm number 71. Psalm number 71. And when you get there, go ahead and stand with me in honor of the reading of God's Word. All right, I'm going to go ahead and read Psalm 71. But uh, go ahead and follow along with me. Uh, and um, but uh, I'll go ahead and read and just uh, read along with me. All right. So 70, uh, Psalm seventy-one, verse number one says, "In Thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in Thy righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline Thine ear unto me and save me. Be Thou my strong habitation." whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for Thou art my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For Thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust from my youth. By Thee have I been holden up from the womb. Thou art He that took me out of my mother's bowels. My praise shall be continually of thee. I am as a wonder unto many, but thou art my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. Cast me not off in thy time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth. For mine enemies speak against me, and they that lay away wait for me soul take counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him. Persecute and take him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste for my help. Let them be confounded and consumed that are adversaries to my soul. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor that seek my hurt. But I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. My mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day. For I know not the numbers thereof. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, till I have shown the strength unto this generation and thy power to every one that is come. Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high. Who has done great things, O God? Who is like unto thee? Thou which hast shown me great and sore troubles shall quicken me again, and shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Thou shalt increase my greatness, and comfort me on every side. I will also praise thee with the psaltery, Even thy truth, O my God, unto thee will I sing with the harp, O thou Holy One of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice, I sing unto thee, and my soul which thou hast redeemed. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness the day long, for they are confounded, for they are brought into shame that seek my hurt. 
Let's go ahead and bow in a word of prayer and we'll dive right in this evening. Father, we thank you so much again for this portion of Scripture. Lord, as we look at it tonight, I do pray that it would be a blessing and encouragement to those here tonight. Lord, as we look at uh, some things for the new year, and Lord, I just pray that you would bless uh, your word and encourage those tonight. We do, we do love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. As I was reading the psalm uh, a while back, um, a few things kept on popping out at me in this psalm. Uh, several times, uh, the psalmist writes, you know, continually, daily, um, things that, that uh, he had decided to do that uh, implemented in his life that just really struck out to me. And, and um, this evening, I want to look at a few of them. See, today is the last Sunday in 2018, and uh, it's nearly past, and with it, both the good and the bad. All that remains in its place are the memories of what happened in your life this year. There's nothing you can go back and change things. Uh, all that's left is memories. Um, and so I want to, to preach a message tonight where I've entitled, Three New Year's Resolutions All Christians Should Make. Um, so as we look at 2019, just a little while away, set some goals for next year. Because if you don't set goals with what you want to do with your life, then be sure you're not going to accomplish very much compared to what you could have. Uh, set big goals and smaller goals along the way that will help you achieve the bigger goals. See, in less than 36 hours, 2019 will begin. And with it comes 365 days to do something for God and to do something with your life. And as you consider what resolutions to make for 2019... Uh, we all make sincere resolutions, especially as Christians. You know, every single one of us probably uh, should say, you know what, I want to read my Bible more this year. You know, I want to I read more than what I did in 2018. I want to spend more time with the Lord in, in, uh, in, in Bible reading. Uh, maybe some say, you know what, I want to make sure I, I try to make it out to church more often than I was able to this year. Uh, or maybe even spending more time in prayer with the Lord. These are all resolutions that, that Christians should make every single year. It shouldn't be something new. You know, none of us have arrived, you know. Um, there's always areas in our, in, that we lack in our walk with God that need to be strengthened, and we need to encourage ourselves, you know what, I may not have been able to read my Bible through this year, but you know what, I'm going to try again next year. Um, you know, things of that nature. These should all be a part of the major ones of the Christian walk and our goals. But there are also some goals and resolutions that we need to strive for that will strengthen your walk, and relationship with God and with those around you. And I want to look at three of them briefly this, this evening. Uh, the first one is to trust and to praise God more. Uh, if you look here back in verse number 1, the psalmist says here, he says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline thine ear unto me and save me. Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou art my hope, O Lord God, thou art my trust from my youth. By thee have I been holden up from the womb. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's bowels. My praise shall be continually of thee. Now jump down to verse number 8. 
says, let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor. And underline this, this word, or these three words, all the day. It wasn't just in the morning when he woke up, but all throughout the day. I look at verse number 14. But I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. So, as we look at this, this thing about trusting and praising God more, see, God does a very good job of keeping us alive and being able to enjoy life. I mean, how many in here tonight tell your, tells your heart to beat? Or tells your lungs, breathe in, breathe out? Uh, we don't have to do that, do we? Uh, yet, uh, our heart can stop at any moment. You see, we don't think about it, um, but yet God takes care of our and, and continually helps our, our heart to beat, our, our, our lungs to breathe in and out. See, all of us go throughout our life oftentimes with very little thought or concern about these vital but very minute details. And if we're honest, most of us don't go around life worrying, is my heart going to stop next? You know, None of us think about you know, is my heart going to stop in the next second, the next minute, the next hour? Most of us don't think about that because it's, it's something that we, um, that we just trust is going to keep happening, you know? And so we, and, um, our lives are filled with so many things that God does for us on a daily basis, and we really don't take notice of them. We take them for granted. Yet God still takes care of us because He is a loving Father. See, those who are parents can understand this. You do your best to take care of and provide for your children. But how often do they say thank you for a warm house, food to eat, a bed to sleep in, or clothes to wear? How often do they thank you sometimes? Um, And yet, we're often the same way. God has blessed us so much, and how often do you and I just thank God for all that's in our life? See, sometimes we take things way for granted. You know, we, we, we just think, well, this is just life. No, there's, there's people who, would, who wish they could have a little bit of what we have here in Ireland. And, um, and so don't take them for granted. You know, I saw a, a video, I don't know if it was, it was earlier this year, someone had done. And uh, just to kind of reinforces this, where, you know, the person was um, woke up and they're... Their bed sheet was in a, you know, wrapped with a bow. They went in. They went to to flick on the light. The light had a little bow on it. Uh, they went out to you know to go get a, a a drink of water and turn on the tap. And there was a little bow on the tap, showing that the little things that we take for granted are actually great gifts. That that you know, um, we should be privileged and thankful for God that we even have. I mean, we have running water whenever we want it for the most part. You know, we have electricity. Um, you know, and so a lot, a lot of these things we have, we take for granted sometimes. Do you only thank and praise God when big events happen in your life that are favorable to you? What about when the bad events happen and God takes away some things from your life or lets you go through some hardships? Is God still good to you in your eyes when these seasons happen? See, Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. God allows 
things sometimes that happen in our life, we don't understand them. But if you're a born-again believer, you love God, He's allowing them to happen, it's, it's, gonna, it's good in the end. Now, we don't understand why or how sometimes, but all things work together for good. The, the, the outcome, the end outcome will be good. Now, the psalmist here is going through some troubles. He is surrounded by those who want to hurt and to ruin his life. He could easily just give up on God and just do things his own way, but he doesn't. As the hardships come and seem to surround him, he puts his trust even more in God. You see that here in these, in these first few verses. Uh, look at verse number 3. He says, Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Uh, deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust from my youth. You see, to the psalmist, God was his strong habitation. God was his rock, his fortress. Now, a fortress wasn't something that you built for a holiday home. Okay, you didn't go there just for a holiday. A fortress was built for security. A fortress was built for protection and safety. And that's what God is to the believer. When the world seems to, to, to be attacking and seems to, to overwhelm us at times, God is our refuge. He is where we can continually go to and, and find our strength, find our hope to, to, to pick things up back again and say, you know what, I'm going to keep on living for the Lord. Um, he, is our, he is our fortress. The stronghold is a place that the psalmist desires to continually resort because he knows that in God's hands he is safe and that God will take care of him. Psalm 62, verses 7 and 8 says this. It says, And God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge. And my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. That's a wonderful truth and a promise for us. No matter how hard, no matter how difficult it gets out there, God is always going to be our refuge. We can always go to Him and draw close to Him. Can I ask you tonight, Christian, is God your refuge? And if He is, trust Him and let Him take care of you. See, if you can trust a puzzle company, to make sure that every piece is in the box to complete the puzzle, why can't you trust God that every piece of your life is there for a reason? I, I read that quote earlier this week, and I was like, you know what, that's a very good truth. You know, we expect all the puzzles to be there, the pieces of the puzzle to be there, um, but yet we don't expect God to take care of us. You know, our salvation is resting in God's hands. We trust Him enough for our salvation, but why do we have such a hard time trusting Him with every day? With, with what's going to happen the next day? Um, God is our refuge. And so, as we look at next year, um, you know, my desire for 2019 is to praise God and to trust Him more than ever and to make a point of thanking God for all that He has allowed in my life, both the good and the unpleasant. You know, I'm going to try my, to, a conscious effort to thank God for another day of life as soon as I wake up, not just in my prayer time, 
But you know what? Just wake it up and say, you know what? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for even allowing me to wake up, you know, to be able to even to get up, you know, and, and the, the blessings that he even gives me a new day. And I'm going to try and thank him before I go to sleep, saying, Lord, thank you for another day. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for what you've done for me. Just praise him, just to thank him. Uh, second thing here, not only just to trust and, and, to, re, and to praise the Lord, um, but also to rejoice in the moments of every day. Now, hold your place here. We're going to return here, but go to Psalm 118. Psalm 118, verse number 24. The next resolution goes hand in hand with the last one, but it is also very important for us as Christians to understand. Psalm 118, verse number 24. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture. But it says here, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You see, there's two days that the psalmist is referring to. First of all, uh, if you look here in the context of it, um, with the with the two verses before it, there's actually very familiar passage of scriptures. Um, give me two seconds here. It says here, the stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. And as the psalmist is, is, is writing this, I mean, he doesn't understand all that's going on. This is a, this is a prophecy about Christ, about, about the Messiah coming, you know? And so he doesn't understand exactly what he's writing about, but all he knows is that when that happens, oh, that day is going to be great. That day is going to be one to rejoice and one to be glad in. Um, you see, it's referring to the redemption of mankind by Jesus Christ. And that we should all rejoice in that day in which He purchased salvation and forgiveness for each one of us who are born again. Can I ask you, how often do you thank Jesus for going to the cross for you? How often? You know, most times, you know, sadly we don't think about it until maybe we're going through the Gospels. Or maybe when Resurrection Sunday comes along, we start thinking, yeah, that's what, that's what Jesus did for me. How often do you thank Him for going to the cross for you? Um, think about what, what your life could have been without Him. And yet, thank Him for His love for you that He went to the cross because He loved you so much. Thank Him for your salvation. Secondly, this verse can be applied to our current life and the moments of each day. As you read this verse, you see the psalmist making a decision. He realized that every day is made and given by God to him. And because it is such a great gift, he decided to rejoice and be glad in it, no matter how the day unfolds. It says, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You see, our lives are nothing but a vapor, and we are never guaranteed another day of life. Yet most of us live life expecting to open our eyes tomorrow. I mean, we've got plans. We've got, we got a great uh, activity planned for tomorrow night. I mean, we're, 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 set to, we're planning on it happening. The Lord can come back. We don't know. But yet we, we live our lives planning that our, our lives are going to keep on going. That's just how we are. But what if that weren't to happen? What if today was your last day, whether because of death or the rapture? Can I ask you, are you ready? Um, have you told those you love that you love them? Or has it been a, a while? Has it been a few months? Has it been a few years since you told your loved ones that you loved them, that you cared about them? 
that they're precious to you? Are you ready to meet God? Have you laid up treasures in heaven, or have you been too busy living for yourself and the pleasures of this world? You see, 2018, for me personally, flew by. I mean, you know, when we first began in January, it was like, oh man, this is, you know, there's a whole year ahead of us. And it just flew by. It really did. Um, and honestly, there's, there were many moments that I did not take the time to really enjoy as I should have or thank God for or rejoiced over as much as I should have. But with 2019 around the corner, I want to enjoy more of what God has given me and allowed in my life. You see, you know, as everyone knows, I've got two little boys coming in April, Lord willing. And, uh, and I've heard that the first few months are a blur due to sleep deprivation. Uh, but you know what? They're only newborns and infants for so long. And then that time is gone forever, never to be regained. And I want to take time to, to enjoy those moments, to rejoice in them. You know, not just to uh, pass it off and say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. No, I want to take time and, and, and be thankful for even the, the sleeplessness, you know, the craziness that's probably going to happen. You know what? I'm looking forward to it to a degree. <laughs> you know, it's going to be an exciting time. It really is. And I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to those moments. And um, but you know, we all have these moments in our in our life that yeah, that's, that's a big thing. That's a that's a great thing that's going to happen next year for us, Lord willing. But yet, there's a lot of things in our day that God gives us every single day that we don't even recognize, that we don't even take time to rejoice in. Um, you know, rejoicing in the fact that you have family around you. Rejoicing in the fact that, you know, look, um, you have oil in your boiler and you'd be able to have heat. Um, you know, simple things like that. And as you experience what God has for you next year, take time to thank God and to rejoice in what He has allowed in your life and has given to you. Take moments to enjoy the people that are a part of your life. Don't take it for granted that you always have another day because you may not. And that's the truth. Uh, we were not ever guaranteed another day. Um, next one, the last resolution for this evening, uh, is to tell more people about Christ. Tell more people about Christ. Look at verse number 15, back in uh, Psalm 71. Verse number 15 says, My mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day. For I know not the numbers thereof. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have shown thy strength unto this generation and thy power to every one that is to come. Thy, rate, thy, sorry, thy righteousness also, O God, is very high. Who has done great things, O God? Who is like unto thee? Thou which hast shown me great and sore troubles shall quicken me again and shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. See, the psalmist here is making a decision to tell others about God, about God's righteousness and the salvation that he offers. The, the psalmist is deciding to speak all the day long to people about God, 
because he doesn't know how many days left that he has in his life. Look at verse number 15. It's very interesting how he writes this. He says, My mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day, for I know not the numbers thereof. The psalmist is writing, he's like, I don't know how many days I have left in my life, but whatever days I do have, I'm going to tell somebody about God. I'm going to tell somebody about God's righteousness, God's goodness, God's uh, what God has done for him in his life. See, he's also revealing to us what that he is going in God's strength and not his own when he's talking to people. He's relying upon God's direction as to who to talk to about God. How often do you and I ask for God's for opportunities uh, to talk to someone about God and how great God has been to us? How, how many times do we pray and ask the Lord, Lord, would you give some give me some day that I can talk to you about about you, that uh, I can just praise you and I can honor you and I can and tell someone the gospel? How often do we pray for these opportunities? Uh, you know, and, and we wonder why we don't see a lot of people get saved. We don't see why not a lot of opportunities come up where we can talk to the Lord or it seems cold. Or You know what? God will send people to those He knows are going to talk to Him about the gospel. He really will. And so I encourage you, you know, ask the Lord, you know, Lord, can I just find someone today to, to talk to, 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 to tell about salvation? The psalmist is ready to give his testimony. Even from a youth of how God, how good God has been to him. And that's what a testimony is all about. Telling others what God did to and for you. How he saved you. What circumstances that were in your life that God was using to draw you to Christ. I mean, look at verse number 16, which is talking about going in the strength of the Lord. Um, but verse number 17, O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. All throughout his life, he can look back and say, you know what? God, you were there. You were there. You were there. You were good to me when I didn't deserve it. You were so... I, I could have made... had a, The situation could have been so much worse, and yet you spared me from that. And yet you took care of me, even though I may not have been realizing it. Even though I, I didn't understand it. You know, I, again, I, I thank the Lord oftentimes that I didn't, I never, well, can't say I never, that I'm not addicted to cigarettes, that I'm not addicted to alcohol, um, that I'm not addicted to tobacco, because my dad is, you know, and I had free access to it whenever I wanted to. You know, I wish I could say that I never smoked a cigarette. I wish I could say that I, I never drank alcohol, but I did. But I'm thankful that God put things and kept me from becoming in bondage to these things. Because I don't know if I could I would have got saved if I was in bondage to these. I don't know. But yet I, I can look back and see where God has kept me safe from each of these situations. And I thank God for that. I really do. Because it could have been worse. It could have been a different past than what I have. And so I, I rejoice and I thank God for just taking care of me. You know, being there even though I didn't realize it at the time. I was lost. I had no idea. And yet, God allowed situations not to be as bad as they were or what they could have been. You see, if you start uh, praising God publicly for all the good things, 
little things that he allows to happen on a daily basis, pretty soon you're going to have people asking you why you keep thanking God or praising him. This will give you an opportunity to then give them the gospel and how it changed your life. You know, when you start thanking God publicly, people are going to say, why are you thanking God? Why, why are you saying praise God? Why are you saying, you know, why are you giving, saying these things? People are going to notice it. And they're going to wonder, you know, and not just a, a just a, you know, an actual sincere praise of God. Because I know some people says, you know, praise God. But I mean like sincerely saying, you know what, thank you, Lord. You know, there's, there's a difference, if you understand my meaning. Um, but actually being sincere and saying, Lord, thank you so much for, for this. You know, whatever it could be that's going on in your life, whatever small thing that might happen, you know, throughout your day, at work, who knows? I don't know. But just the thing is, is that actually publicly doing it, I know it's hard to do because, you know, people are going to be watching you. People are going to say, oh, I didn't realize he was a Christian. I didn't realize this was going on. This will give you an opportunity to talk to people about the Lord. Some, you know, if they start asking you, why, why do you talk like this? What's going on? See, just like this psalmist, you and I have a lot to be thankful for. And we should be able to talk to others about God's goodness to you and to, to you and to those around. You know, we should be able to say, we should have a, a load of things of how good God has been to us. You know, it should be easy for us to talk about how good, how good God has been to you. You know, uh, he's blessed you with families, blessed you with, with good health, things like that. Um, and look at verse number 18. It says, Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, till I have shown thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. He had a burden for his generation, for the generation after him. And sometimes when, when people, and when we have been saved for so long, we kind of lose that desire. We kind of lose that, that passion for, for people to get saved. You know, uh, we, we've got so used to enjoying the, the blessings of God that we don't see that there's a, a world that's on its way to hell. Another generation that is born that doesn't know God. Another generation that will never hear the gospel possibly unless someone speaks up. And it's very easy to get lulled into a, an, an apathy that, you know what, well, as long as you're okay, that doesn't, that, that's all that matters. It's easy to get lulled into that. His desire was for the next generation, the generation after him, his generation, to tell them, look, there's a great God. There's a great God that, that loves them, that wants to save them, that is uh, worthy to be praised, worthy to be honored. Can I ask you a question tonight? Are you looking forward to going to heaven? I know it's a weird question to ask. I mean, yeah, we're, we're saved. We all are looking forward to go to heaven. But are you really? I mean, if, if you were to somehow either pass away tonight or the rapture happen, would that be okay with you? Or is there some, there's some baggage that you're clinging on to that, you know what, this is more important to you than the Lord? You see, the psalmist was looking forward to the day where he'd be able to get to heaven. And that was another reason why he wanted to tell others all about God, so that they would also believe on God as well. He knew that he would be brought up again from the depths of the earth in paradise, and this was fulfilled after Jesus' resurrection. Look at it in verse number um, 
uh, verse number 19 and 20. It says, Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high, who has done great things. O God, who is like unto thee, thou which hast shown me great and sore troubles, shall quicken me again, and shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth. He knew that uh, he was going to be again with God someday. And um, he had a burning desire to tell others about God before he died. And as you and I look at 2019, the Lord could return, we could be raptured, and the tribulation would begin for those left behind. And this is a great reason to talk to more people about Christ because most that will be left behind or most will be left behind to endure God's wrath. Can I ask you tonight, are you willing to just let your neighbors, your co-workers, your family and friends perish in the lake of fire for all of eternity? Perhaps God is waiting on you to just speak up and to tell them about him. Make 2019 a year that you're going to tell more people about Christ. Kind of wonder, well, how can I do that? How, how is one way to do that? Well, quite simply is, one way is to go out soul winning on Saturdays. We, we have that opportunity every single week for people to go out and tell others about Christ. You know, we, it's, it's open to anybody who wants to come and just talk to people about the gospel, talk to them about their salvation, talk to them about their soul, just to praise God a little bit and say, look, this is what God did for me. He changed my life. You know, I, my life was on, on a one-way path of destruction, and God intervened and stepped in and changed it completely. Now, I've, now I'm, I'm rejoicing, I have peace, I have joy, and I just I can't help but brag on the Lord and tell others that, about what God has done for me. You know, when you go out soul winning, you'll get many opportunities. And if you can't go on Saturdays, ask God for opportunities throughout the week. He will provide people for you to talk to. And these are just three three small things that would draw us, I believe, closer to the Lord. Three small resolutions. There are many more that we probably could think of. But as 2018 comes to a close, a new chapter begins with the birth of 2019. With it will come new opportunities awaiting you in life, as well as in serving the Lord. Make the most of them, because they may not come again. You may only have a one-time opportunity. Take it. Make that opportunity to do something great for the Lord. Praise God and trust Him more than ever next year. And make a point of thanking God for all that He has allowed in your life, both the good and unpleasant. The psalmist said, look, I'm going to praise and I'm going to thank God daily, all throughout the day. Not just when I pray, you know, maybe spend that time of prayer in the morning. Or, But he's going to say, man, if something comes to my life, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to thank God for it. You know, no matter what it could be, it could be something small, it could be something great. He said, no what, I'm going to continually praise and thank God for what He has done for me. And as you experience what God has for you next year, take time to thank God and rejoice in what He has allowed in your life and given to you. Take moments to enjoy the people that are a part of your life. Don't take it for granted that you'll always have another day, because you may not. You may not. Make 2019 a year that you're going to tell more people about Christ. Ask God for more opportunities. Seek out ways that you can tell others about the gospel. Go out soul winning on Saturday. Look for opportunities to just to, to, to be a blessing to others and, and look for ways to, to, to be able to witness to them. And lastly, let's make 2019 one of the greatest years to serve the Lord together as a church. 
and to reach out into our community. We've got a lot of great plan, uh, events planned. I mean, we're looking forward to another great St. Patrick's Day. We're looking forward to a, uh, you know, a lot of different outreaches throughout the year. We've got a lot of great things that we want to, uh, to, to do for our community and for, and for our own church family to strengthen them and help them and encourage them. You know, join in with that. Be a part of it. You know, look forward to, to you know what, this, this event's coming. Let's, let's help. Let's be a part of it. Let 2019 be a greater time of fellowship between you and the Lord. Rejoice in Him and enjoy each day. See, we're not guaranteed a 2020, meaning 2020. We're not guaranteed it. As Pastor said earlier tonight, this next year could be our last year. You know, we don't know. So let's make next year the greatest that we can as a church together. Let's, let's look and do, do more for the Lord together. Enjoy what God has given to you and I, and let's make 2019 special as a church, but special to you as well. Enjoy what God has for you next year. And let's go ahead and bow in a word of prayer. Father, we, we do thank you. And again, just these are just some thoughts that you put on my heart, Lord, as I read this psalm um, several weeks ago. And, and um, Lord, just brought it back to my heart, brought it back to my mind. And God, I, this psalmist, he, he's, he's quite brave. I mean, he's gonna, he, he was looking to, to praise you and honor you in the midst of his enemies. Yeah, there was times where he felt overwhelmed. But Lord, he knew that you were his refuge. You were his fortress. And that uh, nothing could hurt him as long as he was uh, abiding in you. And Father, help us to have the bravery that this man had as he looked to, to praise and honor you and uh, amongst all those around him, Lord. Sometimes it's hard to speak up and praise you when uh, people of the world are looking and watching and listening. I just pray that you give people courage, Lord, just to praise you, just to honor you. And Lord, I just ask that maybe someone tonight would make some resolutions, say, you know what, I don't thank you enough. I don't thank, I don't thank the Lord enough. You know, I really don't take the moments of each day and, and, and realize just how special they are. Someone might be saying, you know what, I want to be able to, to witness to more people next year. I want to tell more people about the gospel. I, I want to see some people get saved. I want to see some people get start coming to church and, and um, Lord, just to see you transform them in some way. And God, I, I just pray that you just help us as we seek to serve you next year, Lord. Um, help us to have that walk with you. God, to have a strong walk with you. Lord, that... Um, uh, 2019 would be a time of uh, of enjoyment rather than misery and and uh, and backsliding and and uh, Lord that we would just be able to have victory in our Christian life. Father, we do thank you and we do love you and we do thank you again for that for that great day that the psalmist mentioned before uh, for Jesus Christ coming on the cross and we do thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, we do love you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen.